this is not just a sermon, neither is it just a teaching. You're about to hear a message from God that will empower and equip you and cause you to excel in life here on earth and in eternity in heaven. Get ready for a transformation by the Word of God through His daughter, Pastor Fumi Obilana. Last week we talked about the rich church, right? We talked about the rich church. We've talked about, we've said that the love church is a faith church. The love church is a rich church. And this morning I want to talk about the peace church. The love church is a church of peace. And if we go back to our scripture this morning, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, and I'm looking at verse 22, the Lord Jesus said, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will put on, for your life is more than food and your body more than clothing. One of the things that is so rampant in our world today is anxiety. People are full of fear. People are anxious. People are having panic attacks. People are having anxiety attacks. People are just freaking out. And when, and when you talk to people, you, you, you find out that sometimes they know that they shouldn't be anxious. They know that they shouldn't be fearful. They know that they shouldn't be panicking. But they can't help themselves. It's as if you know, they've gotten into this mode and it's, it's just become like second nature. And because of it, a lot of people are on medication. A lot of people are, you know, a lot of people are in therapy. A lot of people are going through one thing or the other because of a lack of, of, of quiet in their spirits. And I want us to remember that Jesus is the prince of, he's the prince of peace. And God desires that we should have his shalom. His shalom is the all-encompassing peace of God. Um, when, when I went to Israel, I found out that over and over when they greet you, they will say shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom means peace, 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 quiet, peace, calm in every area, in your mind, in your environment, all around you. It's just a peace and a calm. And I pray for everyone here under the sound of my voice this morning that the peace and the calm of God will come on you in every area. Whether it be in your health, whether it be in your mind, whether it be in your finances, whether it be in your marriage, whether it be in your home, whether it be in your workplace, that the shalom of God will embrace you. Amen. There's something about the peace of God. When, when you are at peace, everything around you may be going crazy, but there's just a calmness, a quietness. There's this song that we used to sing. Uh, many years ago, there's a quietness, blessed quietness, blessed assurance in my soul. On the stormy sea, he speaks peace to me, how the billows cease to roll. There's a quietness, holy quietness, blessed assurance in my soul. On the stormy sea, he speaks peace to me. How the billows cease to roll. There's a quietness. 
that should possess our souls in Christ Jesus. The Lord Jesus said to his disciples, he said, do not be anxious. Tell your neighbor, please don't be anxious. Everything around you is telling you to be afraid. Everything around you is telling you it's not going to work out. Everything around you is telling you that you are going to sink. Everything around you is telling you you are not going to make it. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. We are told that there are 365 fear knots in the Bible. One for every day. If God continually had to keep saying, fear not, fear not, fear not, and repeats it 365 times in the Bible, it's because there is a lot that will make us afraid. There is a lot that makes us afraid. But he says, in spite of all the things around you that want to make you afraid, he said, fear not. And the Lord gave a wonderful analogy. He said, consider the lilies, how they grow. They don't work. They don't plan. They don't strategize. They are here today. They are gone tomorrow. As much, I love flowers. And when people give me flowers, I, I just love it. But I found out that no matter how well I take care of them, the most they will last and look beautiful, maybe two weeks. Sometimes I keep them for a month. But by that month, I have to just take it down and use it as potpourri. Because it's drying up, the, the color on it has faded. God said... These plants, they do not do anything, and yet they are so beautiful. So beautiful. And it says that even Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed as beautifully as these flowers. And he says they are here today and gone tomorrow. Do you know that you are not here today and gone tomorrow? Number one, even the time you spend here on, on earth, for most of us, it's an average of uh, 60 years. 60. Some people go earlier. Some people go much later. Well, can you, comp can you compare 20 years to two weeks? And God will take care of those plants that will last only, their beauty lasts for maybe two weeks. How much more you? And then he goes off, because when God says that you are worth much more, it's not only about your life here, it's because you are an eternal being. And that's one thing we always forget. We always measure our life by the number of years we spend here. No. The number of years we spend here is not the number of years of our life. The number of years of our life cannot be counted. It is eternal. It is eternal. The number of years that we spend here on earth is like when you come to a port of entry of a country and you hand your passport over to the immigration officer. 
and they stand in your, and you are visiting. If you are visiting the United States, for instance, and you come in at the point of entry, they stamp your passport if you are not a citizen or you are a green card holder. And the maximum they are going to give you is six months because you are a visitor. The maximum they will give you is six months. After six months, you have to go. It's the same with us. When that baby is born in hospital and that baby says, wah, 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 all that child has is a visa of entry. There is an expiration date to that visa that that child has. It may be one day. It may be one year. It may be 10 years. It may be 100 years. But the day that it expires, that child has to leave this country and enter into the country of eternity. So God says, do not be anxious. While you are on this side of eternity, do not be anxious. He says, if you are not able to do even the smallest thing as adding an inch to your height. How many of us like me want to grow a little taller? <laughs> want to grow a little taller? I'm tired of it. Help me get that thing from up there. I can't. <laughs> but if you cannot do as little as that, why are you worrying yourself? For all the nations of the world are running after the things that we are running after. People are running after what I will eat, what I will drink, what will happen to me when I retire, what will happen to me when I grow old. And he says that our father knows that we need all these things. Tell your neighbor, please. Stop being anxious. God knows your needs. And he will take care of you. God cares for the little things. He cares for the big things too. But believe me, in the, in the lineup of what God cares for, we are priority. If you have a Bentley and you have a care and there's a storm, a hailstone storm coming in, they've told you, the weatherman says, hail is coming. And your garage can only take one car. If I were you, I would go and park my Kia in the car, in the garage. I would leave my Bentley out in the open. Right? Uh, which one will you park? You put your, your Bentley where? Why? Why? It's, more, it's precious. It's more expensive. It has more value. Eh? You pack the Kia. <laughs> I don't want to. Bentley has coverage. <laughs> you will know Bentley doesn't have coverage. <laughs> you will know the guess, buy one, get the one free. <laughs> Praise God. 
if God is taking care of the flower of the field, the care, you, his Bentley. You know Jesus didn't die for the, for the, for the flower. Who did Jesus die for? Did he die for the dog and the cat? They now have 911 for dog. 911 for dog. So if your dog has an emergency, your home catches fire. Before you call 911 for your house, call 911 for your dog. Not because I don't like dogs. It's simply because the value. A human being has eternal value. A dog has a lifespan value. There's a difference. We take care of what is going for eternity and leave the one that, is, that doesn't have eternal life all by alone. If you are so valuable to God that he was ready to redeem you by the blood of his son Jesus, he's not going to pack you out in the, for all the hail to fall on you. Let somebody say amen. amen. So whenever the devil is coming to you with anxious thoughts, with panic thoughts, with fearful thoughts, you need to be able to respond back to him and say to him, I'm of more value to God than any other thing. Any other thing. And I'm here for eternity. I'm not, my, my, I, I don't have an expiry date. Amen? You do not have an expiry date. You may have a visa closeout date, but you don't have an expiry date. Why worry? Worry never solves any problems. In fact, they tell us that over 80% of the things that we worry about never happen. Over 80% of, so all the things that you are anxious about, 80% of it will never happen. And the 20% of it that might happen, 80% of that 20% are things that you can deal with. They are not things that will totally wipe you out. Five hundred years ago, Michael de Montaigne said, My life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. Do you know how many sleepless nights you've had? About some things that you were anxious about, and you could not sleep all night. Two, three weeks later, a year later, they never they didn't happen. Look at how many sleepless nights you have had. How much sleep you have lost. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So if we are always anxious, if, you know, things are getting to us, and most of the things that we are anxious about never happen anyway, how do we stop worrying? 
What is it that we can do that will help us stop worrying? Somebody said that the part of the brain that causes stress action literally has the intelligence of a toddler. Somebody said that. He said, the part of the brain that causes stress reactions, it literally has the intelligence of a toddler. And every parent knows that you don't stop a tantrum by appealing to a child's logic. When a child is throwing a tantrum, do you say, behave yourself? Is that what you... You can't. You, you, you can't. You cannot. Have you seen them at the grocery store? They want candy. And they are not getting the candy. And they just fall all over the place. The poor parent is embarrassed. If, and you try to appeal to that child. That child isn't listening to you. You don't, you don't stop a tantrum by appealing to the child's logic. How do you stop that child's tantrum? You distract the child. You distract the child. Distracts the terrible two-year-old in your brain from casting you off the deep end. That's what somebody say, said. If a child is throwing a tantrum, what do you do? You just give them something that will make them forget what they are crying about. Isn't it? If they are crying and they are falling all over the place, if you find their favorite toy and you wave it, they forget. If you ask them, what were you angry about a minute ago, they don't even know what it was. That is how you treat anxiety in you. You treat it like you would treat that two-year-old child. And you distract your mind from, from the stressor. You find something to occupy that part of your mind. If you're afraid, you tune out. Get, get the word of God. Get a testimony. Sometimes I, I get home after service and I don't want to think about anything. Um, and I just sit on my bed, and I'm watching that little girl from um, Uganda, Annie Klein, what's her name again? She's a comedian. So I will just go on YouTube, and I will pick her up, and she will say, I will just be cracking up all by myself. And after I've cracked up for about 10 minutes, I'll go downstairs, get myself a cup of tea. If there's ice cream and um, apple pie, come back to bed and have another 10 minutes of, of her. I distract my mind. Amen? Amen? If you are watching the news and the news is constantly freaking you out, freaking you out, and sometimes you want to get up and punch somebody in the TV screen, you know, shut down. I did that about a month ago. I shut down news for about, three, for about two months. My husband said, you are a pastor, you need to know. I said, I don't need to know. I do not need to know. I don't want anybody to drive me crazy. I don't, want any, I don't want anybody to give me panic attacks. I shut down TV. No news. I don't want to watch CNN. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to see the one on my phone. I shut it all out. Believe me, peace came upon me. Peace. You have to know the stressors in your life. And you need to cut them out. You need to cut them out. If, it's, if you are watching TV and it's full of horror movies, when you close your eyes, you are seeing all the horror, you know. What is wrong with you? Cut it out. You are watching, people are shooting everybody. Are, and then at, 
<laughs> I was, um, two years ago, I was in the UK with my, with my I, she was the only one at home, I, so I, I stayed with her, my niece. She will watch all these criminal movies, and then at night she won't be able to sleep because she will feel somebody is going to climb in through her window. I'm like, what is your problem? Why are you watching this stuff? I, I don't watch them because I cannot handle them. I, I can't handle them. I don't go to watch movies. I can't handle movies. I went to watch, um, what is this called? This, um, the one that um, Mel Gibson did. The Passion of, of Christ. I did not spend 15 minutes in that, in that movie theater. I ran out. I, I ran out. You have to understand yourself. Peace. And there's so much that you can do during those times. Listen to fake messages. Build up your faith. Deflect worry by meditating on positive stories and words. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, think on these things. God knows what your soul needs. Amen? Get your, nutri your nutrition from good, wholesome stuff that will help you to deal with the challenges of life. You already have ch challenges. Why do you want to add imagined challenges to what you have? Peace is critical to our mental health and well-being. Peace is critical to our mental health. When you find that you are troubled, when you find that you are afraid, when you find that you are anxious, when you find that you are sad, when you find that you are depressed, something is going on. It is time for you to sit back and say, hey, what do I need to cut out all these things from my life? Because John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let your hearts be afraid. When I'm going through stuff, when the devil tells me, you see now, you are, you are going to be sick. You are going to be, you are going to die. What I do is, I go back and listen to faith preachers. I listened to people like Kenneth Hagin who talked a lot about faith. I listened to somebody like Keith Moore who talks about faith. I listened to somebody like Kenneth Copeland who talks about faith. When the devil tells me that, you know what, I have you. You are not going to make it. You are not go going anywhere. I tune into the Holy Ghost service in Nigeria. When the geo is telling me that I'm going to swim in glory. When I see somebody with his head cracked open, I can see the line where it was cracked, his cranium cracked from an accident, and he's walking and he's alive, and in his, he's in his right mind. I see a 60-year-old woman holding a baby and say, hey, I've been married for 30-something years, and 60-year-old, 65-year-old, 68-year-old people having babies, that is what I go and listen to. Those are the things I now go back and watch. Because it tells me that if God can do this once, he can do anything. 
If he can do this, my situation is not impossible with God. Peace I live with you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. What the world has done to us, the world has taken away from us our examples of faith, our testimonies of faith, and in its place it has given us media. Giving us media. And when you are listening to media over and over again, what you are seeing are things that the world is seeing. And what the world is seeing are not faith things. You are listening to news. The next advert that comes up is um, Ab Abramson Cancer uh, Center. If you have cancer, come and... Even if you don't have cancer... By the time you've had it like 10 times a day, 10 times a day, something is growing in your body already. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing. Anything you hear is what will manifest. And people are hearing sickness and disease, sickness and disease. That is what people are hearing. And that is why people are getting sick all the time. And we are seeing sicknesses and diseases like we've never seen before. With exotic names. I don't want to hear them anymore. By peace, I live with you. Not as the world gives. If you are listening to the world, the world will not give you peace. You need to soak yourself in the word of God. You need to be in the fellowship of believers. You need to be in a place where prayers are being prayed and answers are coming. My peace, I live with you. We want to be enthusiastic, excited, and expectant. You don't want to hear news that continually dampens your spirit. Enthused with good thoughts. Excited about good things. Expectant of good happenings and suddenlies. Don't let people give you Information that will dampen your spirit. Don't let anybody say anything to you that would take away your excitement about life. Don't listen to people who will tell you things that will make you expect the worst. But be enthused with good thoughts. Be excited about good things. Be expectant of good happenings and suddenlies. Peace. And have a positive, healthy, happy, and optimistic attitude. Don't be petulant. Don't be cynical. Some people, you say something, they give you, they, 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 they give you a smart answer. Don't be sassy. False finding. Attitude, positive, healthy, happy, optimistic. You see something like that, you are happy. You say, hey, God has blessed our church. Amen? Amen. God bless the people who are giving and making these things possible. Happy attitude. Come and see what God is doing. And next time it will be your turn. 
It will be your turn. Optimistic. You are not always thinking the worst. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. If you are always looking for faults, if you are always looking to give people a smart answer, you won't have peace. You won't have peace. Be positive. Be, a, be an encourager. Come alongside people. Tell them you are doing a great job. You know, look at something. Say, I love this. This is good. Appreciative. And you will find peace coming into your life. You will find peace coming into your life. When you are, when you are a peaceful person, you will, peace will be drawn to you. Don't let the devil get you into a bind. We are not in competition. We are not in competition. The C is for confidence. Confidence of this one thing that God is able. We have strong confidence in God's unfailing kindness and power. Confidence. Do you know that God can go into your past to correct whatever has been amiss in your past? I preached a whole sermon on this a few years ago. The mistakes you made in the past. Do you know God can go into the past and correct them? So that they no longer have an effect on your today and your future. Strong confidence. When you are able to say, yes, I missed it. I, I, I missed it. I did something wrong. I missed an opportunity. I, you know, I did it. But God is able to still help me. Irrespective of what I did. You are asking God to go into your past. To correct it. Okay, so you got pregnant. Out of wedlock. You, well, no, don't let me start with you got pregnant. So you are sleeping around out of wedlock because pregnancy doesn't jump on people. So you, 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 you are committing fornication. Now there's, a, now there's a child. Maybe the father says, oh, I'm not interested. So now you are a single mom. What are you going to do? Your whole life does not end because of that mistake. God can go into that past and correct it for you. God can come into your present right now. You, you are having a challenge now. You don't know what to do. God can correct your presence for you. He can, he can change your present situation or circumstance. And if you are fearful, what is going to happen to me? What, am I, what is my future going to be like? I haven't saved enough money. I don't have a good job. God can go into your future to create a future for you. Confidence that no matter what, whether it's my past, whether it's my present, whether it's my future, God is more than able. All that God is looking for from us is a total surrender of our life. So I, I made mistakes in the past. I was the girl around town. I slept with anybody and everybody. Okay, so now I'm not doing it anymore. And if anybody says, well, we know you. Why won't you give us like you gave all the rest? It's my body, right? I did it before. Now I say I'm not doing it. I've given my body to Jesus. Amen. Am I talking to somebody in the house this morning? 
strong confidence in God's unfailing kindness and power. He has started a good work in you. The minute you surrender your life to Jesus, he starts a good work in you and he will complete it. And we are prepared for eternity. We will see his glory and we will be glorified too. In John 14, 3, he says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servants be. If, he says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me. Where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. As he is, so are we. We are being prepared for eternity. And when we see Christ in his glory, we will be glorified too. Peace, peace, peace. Church is peace. The peace of God that passes all human understanding be yours in the name of Jesus. The word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.